Welcome to the Velo Residential Operate for Profit Podcast with J.C. Castillo, where we help multifamily real estate owners just like you take control of their operations so they can stop stressing out and start making more money. Welcome to the Operate for Profit Real Estate Podcast, where we help you make more money with less stress. I'm your host, J.C. Castillo, founder and CEO of Velo Residential. And joining me, as always, is my good buddy, my co-host of this show, Mr. Paul Peebles, National Underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Polly, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, JC. And uh, boy, did you have a guest on that uh, I can't wait for people to listen to on this podcast. And and my, my head is, got, is expanded, so... Polly, uh, if there is anybody out there that happened to flip this episode on, you just better listen to this thing, not just once, but you better play it back two or three times, Paul. This guest is a huge, huge player in multifamily, and he's got his head screwed on straight, and this guy is an operational execution machine, Polly. Yeah, he certainly is. He has 40-plus years of experience, uh, billions of dollars worth of real estate that he owns and controls. But he has this great message that uh, you want to listen to, and uh, I think that uh, it, there's unbelievable pearls of wisdom that uh, JC has gotten out of him that you want to you know sit back and take notes on. So JC, tell us a little bit about who's going to be on the pod- podcast. Well, you know, Paul, I I am going to just let me let me just read you this guy's LinkedIn uh, profile here, Paul Albert Baris, Chief Executive Officer, Co-Owner and managing member of the McKinley Companies. This guy, not as a syndicator, by the way, Paul, this guy with a few partners owns and operates, get this, Paulie, $4.5 billion of real estate. He's got over a 1,000 full-time staff working for him, 20,000 apartment units, and 10 million square feet of shopping centers and office buildings across the nation. Paul, this is a monster player in the apartment universe. As I said to him when we first started to chat with him, I want to be like uh, Albert when I grow up. And I, <laughs> and I think that's somebody that you want to emulate to also. You know, he has a big picture of things. I mean, he really doesn't focus on putting his name or face uh, on social media on every transaction that he's done. But he really focuses on uh, the 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 tenant, the customer, the client, the re, the relationship that they have with the uh, with their with their customer, and that's what makes him happy. And uh, you know, as a long term player, that what you want to be in this business, a long term player, he has the right uh, right uh, pillars to to do it correct. The other thing that's fascinating about Albert Paul, and you hit the nail on the head, is is uh, he knows wow, how to build a world class operational execution team. And one of the things that uh, people need to listen for in this episode is he talks about how to do that, and 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 why being uh, having a world class operations team is going to save your bacon. Uh, if there is some sort of a downturn, which, you know, it's all, you know, rainbows and unicorns right now uh, coming out of the pandemic for for uh, for apartment owner operators. But, you know, if things do change, um, it, having a world class operational execution machi- machine uh, is, is going to be the thing that saves you. And, and, and um, you know, Albert talks a lot about that. He's been through downturns and, you know, several downturns over 40 years. And so he's always looking on the defensive side as long as well as looking on the offensive side, Paul. 
yeah, don't always be a promoter. Uh, there's promotion that is, is good to be a promoter every once in a while, but really when you get into multifamily, be an operator, be an efficient operator and do what's right for the clients and tenants and your investors too. So without any further ado, JC, let's uh, listen to your interview with Albert. Albert, thank you so much for for joining the show. Uh, This is a really special episode. This is an episode, actually, to be honest with you, I have been waiting and waiting for for a very long time, Albert. So thank you so much for making the time to join us today. Well, thank you, JC. I'm equally excited. Uh, I love your focus about operations. So uh, I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to meet with you and Paul this morning, and uh, I look forward to it. Well, Albert, let me get right into it. Uh, We're talking about 40 years $4.5 $4.5 billion of real estate, um, been through it all, ups and downs, good times, bad times, everything in between. I want to start with just saying something. You're on LinkedIn and you've been around for a long time and I don't see you posting about all the deals you do. And I know you do a lot of deals. What I see you posting about, I'm just going to actually, when I want to start this off with is a story, I want to read a post, that most recent post that you did on LinkedIn. I'm just going to read it. Okay. This is, it's a picture of one of your properties and it says, what a great manager we have in the community. Whenever we need any assistance, all we need to do is contact him. The whole staff is like this too. We're still adjusting as a community, but I can see they're all really interested in making this a great place for everyone. This is a testimonial from one of your residents at their property. Albert, talk a little bit about why you choose across your LinkedIn post to really talk about the, your staff and your residents and not really talk about all these amazing, huge, big deals that you own. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're certainly a dinosaur in today's world. I mean, we grew up at a different time, you know, being an owner operator is, is what you did. And, and, and we cherish having an extraordinary organization. Um, You know, in my view, if you don't have extraordinary people and, 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 and an extraordinary organization, um, you don't have anything. I mean, so you really can't create long-term value. I mean, I, I see sort of three legs to the stool, and, you know, I, I would say people is one, processes is two, and technology is three. Well, let me tell you, you can have the greatest technology on the planet. You don't have, op- you don't have people and processes, you're out of business. And, you know, it's, it's an operating business, and it's a dirty business, and it's an everyday business, and you got to grind, and you got to tackle, and you got to block. Uh, you know, the fanciness of always doing deals and posting a deal every week is, is not interesting to me. Building a great organization is the only thing that matters. Talk a little bit about doing the basics brilliantly. I think you hit the nail on the head, Albert. When you, when you talk about operations, and I always use the words basics brilliantly, you know, we, sometimes with technology and all these other things, we try to overcomplicate it. Yeah. Um, talk about, you know, what, what is the basic blocking and tackling of work running? You know, you've got a thousand plus people that work for you. Uh, you've, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Talk a little bit about what you really focus on, the basics that you focus on at, in terms of your world-class organization. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's not a complicated business, um, but it's a business that requires um, significant discipline and extraordinary execution, and you have to be willing to do the same things over and over again every single day. So that's a condition preceding to being a very successful owner-operator. And, you know, if, if you look at the things that you have to do to create and deliver an extraordinary customer experience, again, in our business, it's not that many things. So you either have an extraordinary-looking community you have, you know, homes that are ready and available for people to rent today. Um, you know, you have to do the things like collect your rent because you can't make your mortgage payments and pay your people if you don't collect your rent. 
Um, and so there's a, there's a, it's just it's a series of very important and simple things. You know, we've got great people in the field. We have great asset management. We're very, you know, we look at things over and over again every single day. For us, every single day is exciting because we like to do these things. You know, a lot of people don't get excited about collecting rents and turning apartments. We do. I mean, you know, we really focus on the metrics of each one of those component parts and doing them extraordinarily well. Quite frankly, at the end of the day, and our business makes money. And so for people who don't really focus on creating a great organization and understanding that people and processes will always win for you. And, you know, what technology can do is fuel that better. And that's great. And I think in today's world, as we have more sophisticated technology, that's terrific too. But you've got to start with a foundation of great people and great processes. And, and you know, again, it's a, it's, it's a methodical business. It's a tackling and blocking business. You know, every single morning when we wake up, we talk about collecting rents. And, you know, we want to know what we collected the night before. We want to know how many apartments we made ready the night before. You know, we want to know how many apartments we rented the night before and, and what increases in gross potential. And, you know, those aren't casual numbers. Those are very specific numbers. And we go through them in great detail. And if we do that every day, day in and day out, well, and provide a great experience for our customers, then, you know, we can go home at night and feel good about ourselves. If you're an apartment owner in Dallas-Fort Worth, or if you're thinking of buying in the area, and you're looking for an expert property management partner that knows exactly what it takes to get you the highest return for your investment, go to operateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential and start investing with confidence. Albert, you have over a thousand people, and one of the things that you told me a little while back, uh, and it has really sat with me since you said it, is you really talked about promoting from within the organization. Albert, right now we're in a time where post-pandemic, it's very hard to find great labor. Uh, people are struggling to find great on-site uh, managers. They're struggling to find uh, excellent maintenance guys. And people are just in a bidding war uh, to, to pay these people to come work for their properties. And these people are just hopping from property to property. And then they're leaving for another job for a couple dollars more. Talk a little bit about your philosophy in terms of developing your people, especially your on-site staff and promoting them from within. Talk a little bit about how that has helped you to build your organization. Yeah, you know, I think unfortunately for operators that are out there that are having trouble post-pandemic, the real, the real test for them in terms of their loyalty to their people was the pandemic itself. And so where we were very committed to keeping our people safe, you know, we, we took extraordinary measures almost immediately, March 17th of last year, we went virtual. And you know, within seven days, we had set up an organization that could handle our customer experience all virtually. And we kept our people safe. We, had, we basically had no significant incidents of COVID-19 anytime and anywhere throughout the organization. Um, but we did things in a way that, you know, as we learned things, you know, we got better, quite frankly, in doing many of our functions like collecting rent and things like that remotely as, compo- as compared to having been on site. Um, you know, so we, I think we built a terrific amount of loyalty during the pandemic because we did the right things by our people. We didn't let one, one person go. We didn't downsize the organization. We didn't do anything. So in fact, we, we expanded it, you know, through acquisitions and other, and, uh, and other ways uh, during the, that 14, 15, 16 month period. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, if you don't promote from within, you have no chance of winning in our business in the long run, because quite frankly, um, it's the only way that you can ensure that people gain knowledge in the way that you want them to gain knowledge and gain experiences. 
And I always tell people, you know, you, you don't you don't gain experience by the passage of time. You gain experience by the number number of opportunities you have to make decisions and make mistakes in, in your everyday operations in your everyday life. So, you know, a person that has to make 10 decisions a year isn't as valuable to me as someone that has to make a thousand decisions a year. And so, you know, the, the more that we can spend time with that person, and quite frankly, um, to the extent they're capable and able and wanting to really give them a cross-section of experience throughout the organization, the more valuable they become. So, you know, you know, for us, a community manager that's been with us 7, 8, 9, 10 years um, is the most valuable thing on the planet. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's really what we're looking for because, uh, quite frankly, not only does longevity gain on experience, but also gains in terms of customer interactions. You know, the people that are with you long term on sites and the communities and working with your customers, you know, the customers want them and don't want to lose them. In fact, when we transfer people just because they gain uh, experience and they have opportunities to go within the organization, you know, sometimes it's a very difficult thing for our customers to lose people that they're very close to. So, you know, we try to also just not only give them great experiences, but make great connections between our customers and our people. And I think you can only do that from promoting from within. I think the strategy of promoting from within wins always compared to hiring from outside the organization. And so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's very traumatic to con- continually hire from outside the organization. You've got to make a commitment to invest in your people and invest in, in how you get them to a different place financially. And, you know, we, we believe in fewer people paid more. And so for us, you know, I, you know, I want to have uh, well-paid people. And so when you look across the ranks, the other reason why we keep people for a long time is we, uh, our compensation structure is such that we want to pay them, you know, more than our competitors. And we do that intentionally. Albert, gosh, there is uh, so many <laughs> nuggets of wisdom that you just imparted onto the audience out there. Um, I think one of the things that really sat with me the most uh, is aside from the fact that you put a high value um, on your on-site staff is you refer to your residents as your customers. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about how you see the customer, the resident, and uh, and how they impact the way that you go about doing business. Well, you know, I mean, um, you, you, customer experience is everything. So you have to decide, again, this gets back to the whole conversation of being either a transactional person versus an owner-operator. And so you have to decide and fully understand that, uh, you know, the customer is, is, is everything. It pays, it pays everything. It pays your mortgage payment. It pays your people. It does everything. And so without your customer, you really have nothing. And so this notion that you can constantly churn customers, no different than you can constantly churn team members, is a flawed notion. So, you know, there comes a point in time that you have to exceed or at least have ex- extraordinary levels of retention to be profitable in this business. Uh, you know, we're, we're constantly growing gross potential rent, but we can't do that at the expense of, you know, having huge turnover because our NOIs will deteriorate and and we'll have terrible cash flows. And so you've got to know the, it's an art, not a science that, you know, the true mix of making sure you keep your customers happy because if you stay, if they stay with you forever, and then they see the value of, you know, you're charging them more money over time because you need to do that, you know, to make the place where they live a better place, the people around them that, that work, that work for us, that serve them, um, you know, need to get paid more money over time as well. So you look at all the reasons why someone should want to pay more. If, if they're going to get value in exchange, they'd be willing to pay more. So I think you've you got to really decide as an organization that customer experience um, is critical. Our people that are our key team, CEO team one, the, the people who are leading the business are, you know, are good people. They're, they're, they're honest people and they totally are committed and understand that 
um, our customer experience uh, is 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 everything. Without that, we're out of business. Albert, you you said something else that I thought was was really great. It was a great line you said. You know, being a transact a transactor or being transactional versus being a true owner operator. You know. Albert, the fact of the matter is that it's been a pretty good run. Some people would call it the golden age of, of multifamily. And I know you've been around for 40 years, so you've, you've probably seen some other good times and obviously seen some bad times. But, you know, these days people are flipping for equity. They're, they're turning deals every two to five years. Um, talk a little bit about your long-term approach to, uh, to investing and also talk a little bit about what you're seeing with some of the younger uh, operators out here and maybe some of the some of the things that you can impart in terms of wisdom and what they're up to. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, you know, we come from a different place for us. Uh, this business is not a microwave business. It's a slow bake business. And, you know, we don't look at making money one, two, three, or whatever time frames you mentioned at a time, you know, we understand that, you know, it, it, it's, it's decades. And, and, and in our case, quite frankly, if, if you look at the history of our company, we really didn't make money until much later in life. And people say, how is that even possible? It's because we had every dime that we had, we had to reinvest in our business for a long period of time. And so, you know, if you really, if, if you look back at the first three to five years of our business and that was the measuring stick, holy cow, man, we were in trouble. So, you know, compare that to today and obviously we're at a different place, but it, it's a it's a long term view. I, I mean, I think this thing about you know taking the last five to seven years and sort of you know drawing a graph and saying it's going to be like that forever, it, you know, is a fool's game. I mean, you know, nineteen ninety one wasn't a fun time. Two thousand one wasn't a fun time. Two thousand eight wasn't a fun time. And to say that you know twenty fifteen to twenty twenty is indicative of what everything's going to come, man, I got to tell you, for the investors that are involved, for the for the for the principals, for the you know the the, the sponsors that are involved, I don't know. I mean, it just shows the, you know, the lack of discipline and probably just naivete on the part of those, a lot, a lot part of those owner operators. But yeah, I mean, I think things will be different at some point. You, you know, you, I see these, these uh, articles pasted on social media that say you're going to get, you know, an IRR of so much if you invest your money with me today. You know, we only invest our own money. We don't have any investor money. It's only our own capital. And I can't promise myself those returns. So I'm not sure you promise them to somebody else. So I think it's kind of like, man, when it comes, it's going to be a different time. And so I hope they're ready. I hope they have a lot of capital stored away. I mean, we know how bad it could be. So we've got a lot of capital for the bad times. And we also have a lot of capital to grow in the bad times because we've only, only grown in the bad times. I mean, some sometimes not, but by and large, grown in the bad times. So it's not good forever. And if you think so, could be different. You found a great apartment property in Dallas-Fort Worth. It shows a lot of promise, but it needs some work. If you're looking for an expert renovation and construction management partner to help you transform your property into a vibrant community where people want to live, go to renovateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential and start investing with confidence. Albert, talk a little bit about um, what you guys are doing to prepare, um, you know, for what you would call a bad time. But in, on the flip side, actually, it might be a, a, a good opportunity for you to deploy some capital and grow a little bit more. What are you guys doing right now? What, what are you seeing out there in terms of 
of your, you know, your strategy as an owner operator, having been through uh, the cycles, uh, you know, over the years? Yeah, I, I would say for us, you know, particularly in the last decade, you know, our and, and maybe even in the last five years, more so. And it sounds funny for for someone who's been in business a very long time. Our you know, our liquidity position is radically different than it ever has been before. And so, you know, we look at liquidity a couple different ways, you know, offense and defense. And so, certainly, you have to be prepared for the defensive side of, uh, uh, you know, the of, of a down market. But, you know, for us, the real advantage of liquidity is the offensive side. And so, um, you know, we can move very quickly. In our case, you know, you know, sort of, sort of. That's our that's my little puppy, by the way. I apologize for that. That's okay. We're all working from home. This is legit. This is he's how we my, do it. Who's my pandemic partner? So my apologies for that. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, for us, you know, we can do deals today that, you know, up, probably up to $100 million in cash that, you know, we probably never dreamed of doing before. And, you know, so we, you know, we can close deals in 10, 15, 20 days, um, you know, with a lot of internal liquidity. So, yeah, I think that when a bad market comes, uh, that will be a distinct advantage, um, something we didn't have 10, 20, 30 years ago. And so, you know, for us, it's the offense and the defense. The defense, it's, it's you know, we have a pretty good sense of, you know, what the downside looks like. We've been through that many times, you know, COVID last year was going to be the, for me, the one thing I didn't really understand. And so March of last year, you know, the, the amount of capital that I began to store away was probably two X, three X, four X, five X that made sense to me, but I didn't know what to expect. So I just said, let's get ready for the worst thing possible. Um, turned out to be not as bad as I had expected it to be. And that's, you know, it was an unfortunate, unfortunate uh, societal impact, but you know, our business was not as impacted, but I think you got to really plan in my mind um, for the upside in terms of the offense and the downside of the defense. And I think it's a very difficult thing when you're a syndicator and raising money today and you're using only other people's capital and you, and you've levered your business organizationally um, and you don't have the personal liquidity to stand for a down market. You're going to have a new experience. Now, Albert, you know, we're coming out of the, the, the pandemic and, you know, literally right now, I mean, it, it, it couldn't be more rainbows and unicorns, maybe save for a couple of markets in the U S yep. but I mean, units are flying off the shelves, rents are jumping like crazy. Um, and a lot of people that are new to the business are going, you know, gosh, this is a great time to get in, even though, you know, pricing is all time, time highs. Um, Talk a little bit about what you're seeing out there right now in terms of the landscape of the market in the in the in the uh, uh, you know in the locations that you're in, and really where you see the possible risk points going forward here. Well, you know, first of all, it's it's it, your your podcast is 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 the, is a focus on operations. So let's say for a moment you think the world is going to be terrific forever, forever, and forever. Then you know it pays to be a good operator, anyways. Because, you know, your, your refinance proceeds will be greater, your cash flows will be greater, and everything's going to be better. So even if you think there's never going to be a downside in the history ever of mankind, uh, you know, being a great operator is a good thing. So I don't see a, I don't see a downside with being a great operator. I will, I will tell you being a great operator will absolutely save you in a downtime. Um, you know, I think it's a, a unique time for what I do, which is workforce housing, because if you look at the amount of product that was built in what I do, workforce housing, which is class B and C product, um, you know, at rents that are, you know, probably twelve to $1,300 a month. Um, and so we're truly serving the workforce. Um, you know, most of that product was built in the United States between 1960 and 1990 and not much after that. And, and if you look at all the product in the 90s and, and certainly in the last 20 years, 
it would be, you know, what I would call class A, you know, at rents that are, you know, maybe twice what I rent for, um, maybe not as much, but pretty close, maybe three times as much. And so, you know, that's a different business than the one I'm in. So in my space, you know, the amount of people that, you know, and we're, and, and we've decided to take a uniquely different approach. You know, we, we're just down into three markets now. And, you know, we want to market dominate our three markets. And, and, and the markets that we operate in, we're the largest owner operator by a significant order of magnitude. You know, we're the largest owner operator in Orlando, Florida. It's a huge market. And, you know, we have a terrific market presence there. You know, we're the largest owner operator um, documented by CoStar. You know, we're the largest operator in, uh, Ann Arbor, in the Ann Arbor region. And uh, we have a much smaller presence in, in downtown Tampa. But, you know, so we're not looking to be everywhere. We want to make sure that in the markets that we operate in, we have market dominance. We have a significant presence, great ability to execute in those markets, uh, cross-selling of products. So our customers have lots of choices anywhere we operate and across our portfolio platform. Um, so, you know, those are the things that I would be doing if I were getting ready for the next downturn. I can't predict when it's going to come. I do think there's going to be a downturn because, you know, 01, 2000, 1991, 2001, you know, 2008, you know, it, you know, maybe this cycle is just a little bit longer uh, than it has been before, but I can't imagine anything goes on forever. But I, I do think, and, and, and I think the capitalization of, of this round of expansion uh, will be an interesting thing to, to, to look at. Uh, you know, the flip side of that, there's so many people out there with money. Um, and so, uh, you know, on, on the institutional side, they're, you know, they continue to, you know, drive down cap rates and, and, and people are buying at prices that are uh, unimaginable to me, but there's, they still do. And um, so it's, a, I would say in many ways, it's kind of like confusing time, but, um, you know, I, I plan for the upside and be ready for the downside. And, and being a good operator, I think, does that for you. So I don't see a downside in being a good operator. I mean, this constant focus on transactions and deals and only con- talking about deals, I think, misses the point. And so at the end of the day, if you're going to really create value long term, you're going to focus on great organizations and great and great customer experiences. It's not about doing deals every week. Gosh, uh, <laughs> Albert. There is so many nuggets of wisdom. We're at the end of this this uh, this episode here, but what I want to ask you for a parting uh, a word from you is: there is a lot of young owner operators out there that are listening to the show across the nation. Sure. What pearl of wisdom can you impart to them? A very short pearl of wisdom for them in terms of of, of developing staying power in this business. Yeah, I mean, look where, look at where you're going to be. Um, you know, 10, 20, 30, and 40 years from now. Really think about that in those time frames. And if you're just and if you're just starting out and you have a thousand units under your belt and you want to get the twenty thousand units, you know, I urge you to think about ways to do that carefully, methodically, honestly, ethically, um, and in a positive way. And you don't need to get from one to twenty in two weeks. Um, you know, it, it took us forty years to do this and we're still doing it, by the way. And so, you know, we're getting up waking up every morning and cleaning toilets every day. So um, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's one day. I don't think it's one day to the next. I think if you have a patient long-term view, now what you can do in exchange for that is create an extraordinary amount of wealth, um, generational wealth in the long run. And so, um, but it's a patient person's game in my view. Albert, thank you so much for joining the show. It's been fascinating. I, I am just honored that you, you joined us and, and ladies and gentlemen out there, gosh, you might want to play this over a couple times, but when you focus on being a long-term 
owner operator that builds world-class organizations, then you are going to operate for more profit with a lot less stress. That's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good day. Thank you for joining. Thanks for listening to the Operate for Profit Real Estate Podcast with J.C. Castillo. If you're an apartment owner in Dallas-Fort Worth and you're looking for a property management partner that can help you make more money with less stress, go to operateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential. And if you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes.